It takes money. <laughs> you know who Dean Cain is, right? Yeah. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> the Adventures of Lois and Clark, please. Exactly. I know my Dean Cain. <laughs> it was one step away from someone whispering in the background, like, hang up, hang up. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> I'm saved in one of my friend's phones as tacos. That's how much I love tacos. <laughs> yeah, Jeets. She gave me some thing. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. It's in ramblings. I made a joke last episode. It was a great one. It did not get the recognition that oh, it deserves. That's disappointing. Okay, so, go on. I'm just taking this moment. Sitting in the Hall of Fame. Should we play that underneath it? <laughs> we shouldn't, but you can You'll sing it. You'll tell a joke and the world won't notice. You should bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Who sings that song? You'll be on the walls of the Hall of Fame. Best joke no one noticed. Who does sing that? I don't it's know. Like I a, barely know the song. It's like, I just feel like one it's of those people like Maroon 5. Really? It's not Maroon 5, but you know, there's several Maroon 5-ish bands around at the moment. Yeah, I don't know I the I want to say the script. Jeez, oh, I would never have got there. <laughs> Shall I Google it while you talk? Okay. You know, Maroon 5, like Adam Levine, he's in Maroon 5, right? Yes, that's Maroon 5. And then like there's Train. I'd say that they're basically Maroon, Maroon 5. Maroon 5-ish. Yeah. And then there's other people that are like totally just doppelgangers of Maroon 5. I don't even know if they're meaning to be doppelgangers. It's just like there's like probably 10 bands where if I played a song. Yeah, it's featuring Will I Am. <laughs> All right. But yeah, there's about 10 bands where if I played a song by them, Here's a game we can play, Maroon 5 or someone else. <laughs> I'll choose non-famous songs from Maroon 5 and other bands and we'll see if you can pick who it is. I know One More Night, that's Maroon 5. Yeah, see, like, you would know all their hits probably are Maroon 5. And if yeah. I played you, like, Drops of Judah, Jupiter. Yeah, that's, that's Train. Drops of Judah, not so much. <laughs> Judah Freelander. Oh, I was going with, um, oh, Judas, whoops. Oh, from the Bible? <laughs> Drops of Judas? <laughs> There's the next hit. That one always. Feel free to pick that up where we left off Maroon 5. <laughs> um, anyway, before we play our new hit game yeah. show, I made the reference that plie was totally on point. Hey! And I just thought that we brushed past it way yeah. too quickly. You know I hate a pun. I know. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not a big ballet guy. No. So that's probably the best ballet joke I'll ever make in my entire life. <laughs> I hope you'll top it. <laughs> a lot of pressure. I know. I just like, it doesn't have to be now. I mean, you said in my life, like, hopefully you've got a healthy 80 left. 80 years, not 80 ballet jokes. Minutes. <laughs> ballet jokes. Now that's, okay, yes. I want you by the, this time next year to have dropped 80 ballet jokes. <laughs> just casually throughout the yeah. podcast. How much do you know? Say five words relating, relating to ballet. To ballet. Um, I mean, ooh. you got two right there. What, play A and point? Yeah. Okay, so we got pirouette. Yeah, yep. Which will probably, if we're analysing the joke, would have been a better reference. That, that pirouette was on point, there's, yeah. There's more pointing involved. You don't really do a play A on point. No. Um, Ooh, two Swan Lake. <laughs> okay, good. Yep, one left. And the nutcracker sweep. Very good. Okay, but, well that, I mean, there's one right there that just... I mean, it basically you writes the, itself. The Nutcracker, there's a lot of like low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> number two, number two. <laughs> I feel like you've topped your best joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can surprise myself sometimes. Yeah. Did you see that coming when you said that? I never see these things coming. Did you not realise that was a pun when you said it? I saw it coming about half a second before <laughs> I said it. Oh, well 
Well What's up, everybody? This is Ben. <laughs> this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 113 of the show. A very punny episode. Oh, I hate puns, but okay. <laughs> I hope it's a misnomer because I hate puns. I mean, we've got them out of the way early. Yeah, that's true. You hate puns. Yeah, I know. I hate puns. I know. Look, I've coughed this so many times. From I just... who? Who is accusing you? <laughs> like, get out. Oh, yeah. No, puns are like everyone's favorite humor. I mean, I, I don't know about... Like, there's Monday Pun Day on, that trends on Twitter, and it's, like, my least favourite day. I'm like, oh. Is it jokes purely about Monday, or is it... Does no, it's just, just any open puns. season yeah, for puns. Yeah, it's open slather for puns. And that's a hashtag that you're, like, not clicking on. No, I don't... Even don't click on it, and I still am subjected to it. But you I, just... You see it in trending, and it uh, makes you shiver. It just makes me mad, because they're always bad puns. I hate bad puns. Okay, but there's the difference between my awesome ballet joke. Yeah, those are good puns, actually. So you, so you don't hate puns, you just hate bad puns. But okay. that's the same with anything. I guess it's so. Like, like, no one's like, I love movies. Like, right. can't wait to see The Room for the seventh time. Well, I mean, a lot I of people say that. Movies. Terrible example. Okay, sorry. What's a bad Waterworld? <laughs> see, I, I didn't mind Waterworld. I haven't You're seen the it. third person to say that to me this week. I think that's a surprise. <laughs> Uh, Which we'll brings get, us to how long does the topic remain topical? We'll get back to Waterworld in a second. <laughs> no, go on. That, I think Waterworld is a movie that gets a lot of bad... I, I don't want to say press, but <laughs> I don't think it gets any press these days. No, bad people press. Uh, just like bad word of Verbal mouth. Verbal bashing. Because it did so poorly at the box office. Right. Like apparently it's insanely expensive to shoot a movie on water. Why? Because you have to build sets and like think about it. If you're... Uh, a cameraman like mm. where you're going to plug in your camera and all okay. this kind of stuff like yeah. you have to use like batteries and like everyone's on boats and so few movies are probably made on water that the just technology is not really there right. to shoot an entire film just in the middle of the sea so Jesus would be in great demand if everyone could walk on water it would make the cost of water world a lot, <laughs> a lot more lower. cheaper mm. so I think the problem with water world is that it costs so much and then it just didn't do well at the box office right not because it was Terrible, a terrible film. Movie. Just people didn't really see it. Right. Now, I've, I'm saying this having so what, not... Was there something really exciting that happened that month? That was up against the world? <laughs> not even another movie, but like... People were just... I don't like, know. It was just a really rainy month or something. <laughs> yeah. No. no in, if it's a rainy, like people tend to do go to the cinema. Really? I was thinking like, like you don't want to go out. But maybe it was just like the perfect Beautiful weather. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or like Woodstock was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone was just at Woodstock, so like, they weren't paying attention to that's Kevin Costner. Thinking like, how annoying would it be? Is like you've written actually a really great movie, and it's basically it cost you so much money, but it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Woodstock's on. <laughs> that yeah, well, uh, for example, like September 11, there was like a lot of things that got overshadowed. Right. Like I know one of the big ones, like the Jackson Five, were doing like this massive reunion concert, <laughs> and that was going to be like their big comeback. And right. I don't know if it was like that day or just like a few days later or something. Yeah, but it got completely overshadowed. Like you, if you remember TV from that week, it was just news. There was of nothing. New York, there right. was nothing on for an entire week other than yeah, like CNN's broadcast on like every channel basically. Yeah. So things like that is just there's got it's got to happen like quite like Frequently. yeah. I was thinking more like not so much like yeah, obviously with world events like September 11 naturally, but I was just thinking like something like just way more fun comes up <laughs> like just like something outrageously amazing like you are holding a play and then the circus rolls into town and you're like any other day 
Well, like at the moment, like every yeah, uh, like Pokemon Go's got to be overshadowing <clears throat> some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I like, turn on the news every morning and it's just Carl Stefanovic talking about Pokemon Go. <laughs> Like, there's got to be something else happening in the world, but if you went by the, you know, Today Show, there's not. But I'm not even saying, like, the news. I'm talking about people. Like, are people, like, would you refuse to release your movie for a few months in case people would rather play Pokemon Go? I mean, it depends, like, what the movie was and stuff, I guess. Like, there's a thing called... I mean, if it was a Pokemon movie... Not yeah, so much. No, <laughs> um, there's a thing called counter programming. So, right. for example, oh, uh, like when like one cinema makes, I mean, one production company makes something, you've got to make something similar to just like make everyone sick of it. <laughs> no. no, I don't know about that tactic. Have you not heard that? No. So, like you know, like a Bug's Life and Ants came out at like the same time. Yeah. And like it always seems to happen like that. And there's like Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yeah. A bunch of these kind of like movies that are just coincidentally almost identical. Yeah, so one tactic is like obviously one's gonna like play off the success of the other. It's like, oh, I really liked Deep Impact. This is basically the same. No, I think it's the opposite. Like, but, you want to get in first. Yeah, but also what I'm saying is sometimes they make the second movie to make you sick of the other one so you don't see it. It's like, oh, all there ever is at the moment is like disaster movies and it sinks them. If I'm, a, you know, an executive at Paramount. Yeah. And you're Sony. Yeah. I hear that you've got like a big disaster movie coming out. Quickly make I'll, one. I'll rush one to the cinemas. So that everyone sees that and is and like, And then by oh. the time that yours comes out, people are over disaster movies. Yeah. I don't think that happens. It happens. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know what you're Googling. It's quite a Google episode, but anyway. Um, no, counter-programming is something like when Star Wars came out last year. Yeah. That made like $2 billion at the box office. The same weekend, or maybe like the weekend after, mm-hmm. Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler came out. Nice. And so it's like the people who are seeing Star Wars are probably not the same people that are seeing Sisters. Okay. So, or like if Star Wars sells out, here's this other movie that people can go Could see. also enjoy. Yeah, because yeah. one's a big, huge budget sci-fi epic, another's kind of like a smaller scale comedy. Right. So it's like if you are not interested in this... Or if you've seen this. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, maybe if your husband is going to see Star Wars and you're just like, well, what am I going to do to kill times? Oh, Sisters is on. Like, I'll go see that. That's the kind of thing that they're talking about. All right. So, Vicky's pulled up twin films on Wikipedia. <laughs> and uh, it says basically what we've described with a similar plot and produced or released at the same time. Examples... Let's go to some modern examples. <laughs> 1930. Yeah, it's gone Kelly back gang. to Gone with the Wind. I'm like, that's... Uh, I've got no reference for that. Okay, Hercules in 2014. There was also a movie that same year called The Legend of Hercules. Um, in 2013, there was Jobs. 2015, Steve Jobs. I mean, I feel like there's a bit of a window there. Mirror Mirror and Snow White and the Huntsman, they're both Snow White movies. Uh, no Strings Attached and Friends with Benefit. Yeah, exactly. That's like a pretty good one. So you'll notice it happening fairly often, and okay. I don't think it's by chance. Like Ants and A Bug's Life came out within six months of each other. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes it's like a you're a writer, you go to a Hollywood studio and you pitch your idea. Right. For example, I heard this about, you know, the show Rock Quiz on SBS. So the creators went to ABC and pitched their show for like a music trivia game show, basically. Yeah. And ABC passed it over and then they created Rock Quiz on SBS. Right. And they're like, meanwhile, oh, shit, this is actually quite good. Meanwhile, coincidentally which you put in like, you know, heavily inverted commas. Right. 
uh, Spicks and Specs shows up on ABC. Spicks and Specs, that's it. It's like it's basically oh, the I same love show. I stolen show. Right, but yeah, they the idea like it, it's possible that they didn't pick up Rock Quiz because they already had this idea in mind. It's like, well, we don't Why need two music buy? quiz yeah. shows. But it's also equally like, possible that idea. they're just like... We'll make our own without having to pay you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, probably. So I think that that kind of thing... Is probably one of the reasons it's happening. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm looking at this Wikipedia thing and here's the bit that I think you're talking about. Right. Some attribute twin films to industrial espionage. The fact that filmmakers moving between studios or that the same screenplays are sent to several film studios. Another explanation is that films often deal with topical issues such as comets, volcano eruptions, reality TV, terrorist attacks or significant anniversaries resulting in some sort of multiple discovery, but in film. So they're saying basically what you're saying, either like companies are spying on each other or it's because the scripts are sent to multiple companies and one company is like, good idea, but I'm not going to pay you for it. Or, yeah, some of them like obviously around Steve Jobs' death, you'd expect people to be pitching Steve Jobs films, you know? Right, like that that part makes sense that they want to jump on a hot topic at the moment. It's probably not even that thought out. It's just like, oh, right, here's but, the thing that happened. But I don't really think that too often does someone, like with the creators of Armageddon didn't go, let's quickly make a movie because Deep Impact is coming out. Like it's, it's happening. It's like a hundred million dollar exercise in espionage. Then. I love me some espionage. Well, it's a little too outlandish for me to believe. Okay. But I, what what I have heard, and you might be thinking of this in the music industry. Oh, I have. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. I think that might be where it's coming from. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. So this came up recently with the trial with Kesha, where right. she was suing one of her former producers, Dr. For Luke. sexual harassment. Yeah, but she, she claimed that he sexually harassed her and she wanted out of her record contract. She had a six-album six six <laughs> deal. Ironically, six-film deal. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that people were throwing around in that discussion... Right, that they've sunk her career. When you sign a big artist like Kesha, you might see similar artists popping up. And you're like, well, I don't want them to overshadow my new talent. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they're quite similar. Yeah. No, totally. That's exactly what I've heard. Like, so basically... <laughs> You've heard it from me. Probably. <laughs> okay, go on. So when, when Kesha gets signed, they look for artists that are similar or if they you know, just happen to come across them. Yeah. And they will sign them as well to a several uh, album deal with no intention of ever releasing that material right it's just too similar to someone they're trying to make successful right so yeah. they pull all their marketing push. so if you've got christina aguilera you don't also want kesha or like uh, britney spears i guess would be like a better example or like kesha and like Katy perry or something right where they're similar enough that fans of one like the audience might get split basically split between them yeah right and so because people only buy one album a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah like with streaming nowadays i don't know if it's as, as much of an issue yeah because you don't have to put your disposable income to work in the same way. You can just stream the songs that you like. But if you are trying to promote an album, you put them on the MTV Awards, for example. Yeah. Uh, like your artist, there's only like, I don't know, six slots for people to perform during that okay. show. Yeah. Like it, there's still going to be some competition there. Okay. So, so yeah, they're not going to have two like singer-songwriter females or something. Or, right. Yeah, yeah. You want a bit more variety. So they... Uh, they sign these artists knowing that they're never going to put a big push behind them. And then those guys are basically trapped like in a contract. Because they're never going to get those albums released and they can't get out the contract. Right. So, like, that's pretty 
evil that's if awful. that's true. But it's also like... It sounds like it's something that's true, though. Yeah, like, I believe it. You know, some evil genius at work, basically. <laughs> some like, evil genius yeah, well, at like, work. I, I don't condone it, but... It's, you're also it's, like, you're amazing. Yeah, there's like something in at there. <laughs> what that, you've done is beautiful. Well, not beautiful, but... Like, did you watch this show, uh, Unreal, at all? No, I've seen it. It's really good. That it it's, exists. It's um, basically a parody of... The Bachelor, like behind the scenes, right? Oh, really? It's on. Um, it's on stand. Yeah. Okay. You reckon I should watch it? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. It's not that new, is it's, it? They're in season two at the moment. Okay. And so you watch everyone behind the scenes <laughs> putting Sorry. together the show. Yeah. And basically manipulate the contestants. Right. And yeah. it's. It sounds like that's probably what happens. Well, I think there's a lot of people that used to work on The Bachelor that have come to that show, or at least like consult on it and stuff. Right. And so. Like at first you watch it and you're like, they're manipulating people. That's like, what a bitch. Like how could she exploit her, uh, you know, recent breakup or her dead yeah. family member to like uh, make, make good TV. It's yeah. like remind them of their dead parents. Then they'll cry. It'll be great. Yeah. And then by the end of the season, you're like, she's got a dead parent. Use that. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> like, why haven't you brought up the dead parent yeah. thing? We're three episodes in. That's a card. You can play that right now. <laughs> like, oh my God. This is <laughs> it's turned me. Right. I don't recognize this man. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, you know, it's a good show because I'm going through the same arc as the main character. (laughs) (laughs) Losing your soul is the arc. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I haven't quite uh, got to the level of a Sony executive where I'm, uh, you know, spending money. Like drilling for the, like, but who's died? Like, no, like things actually, they're not that good. Come on. (laughs) Give me your tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's backtrack a bit. Okay. Who are you having this argument about Waterworld with? <laughs> I'm not having this argument with Waterworld. Well, who are you talking to about whether or not it's a good movie? No, I wasn't arguing. I just, I think, again, like, I've brought it up now because, you know, when someone talks about something during the week, you then, like, have it on your mind. Yeah. So I've brought it up now as, like, the worst movie ever. I think because someone else made that reference during the week and two of my coworkers defended it. And, well, the same as you. They're like, it wasn't actually that bad. I've seen it and I don't mind it. Yeah, maybe there's something to do with people going into it with the mindset that it's going to be horrible because you hear a lot of right. bad stuff about it. And then it's like, oh, it pleasantly surprised me. <laughs> yeah. Because we were talking about box office flops and like, as you probably know, like Shawshank Redemption did terribly at the box office. But now it's like, what, number one on IMDb? Uh, it's Yeah, I think it's the highest, um, like if you look in the top 250, which is how they rate movies by user reviews. Right. It's this, I think it's the highest rated movie on that. Well, but, yeah. Like everyone I know loves it. Never seen it. Really? Mm. How long? What? <laughs> how long has that taken you to admit to? Do you usually play along? Yeah, always. Really? Just because I don't want to have this exact <laughs> conversation. You're, you usually play along. Whenever someone's like... I haven't seen Star Wars. There's always that, like... What? <laughs> so you always just play along and are like, yeah, I've seen it, whatever. No, I, if someone asks me, have I seen the Shawshank Redemption? I'm not going to be like, yes, yes. But no one asks you because it's assumed knowledge that you've What? Seen. I can't believe this. It's like the world's darling. I, I know. But when am I ever well, going to be in the mood to like, watch Shawshank Redemption? That's not the point. I think that that's exactly why I haven't watched it, though. You're never in the mood. How do you know? You don't even know what it's about. I've seen it so many times. It's, it's uplifting. It's about escaping prison. Right. Don't you ever need to be uplifted? Like, when did you see Forrest Gump? It's along those lines. I saw it on a plane when I was, like, <laughs> seven. 
<laughs> okay, well, next time you're on a plane, settle in for Shawshank Redemption. But they're not playing it. Like, They'll oh. definitely have it because everybody <laughs> loves it. If they, if I was sitting on a plane and they're like, we've got one movie yeah. and that's what you have to watch, I'd groan. What, Forrest Gump or Shawshank? No, they haven't said. They've just said, look, sorry. Okay, oh, this okay. comes over the loudspeaker. Like, passengers, sorry for the, for the uh, issue. Unfortunately, we're going to have to go back to the early 90s where we all have to watch one movie off a tiny screen. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's how it was. Oh, Forrest Gump. It was nightmare. the worst. It was like being on a bus. Like, sometimes you would be sitting several rows back and the screen would basically be across like just right next to you yeah i hated that i was like always and below it somehow yeah, i right. was like <laughs> i need and, a periscope and so you would just be like too close to see the one right next to you so you'd have to peer <laughs> over like 10 rows of seats to see the next one in front and there would always be like someone blocking the view oh and like you had to be like awake and like starting it at exactly the same point like you could come in and out at like three quarters through or it was yeah or like when uh you went on a long fall. Like I'd, I'd go, to, go to the bathroom. It was like going to the movies in a really bad theatre. Yeah, so obviously you couldn't pause it, but it was also like I would go to Toronto and back as a kid. Oh, so you'd see the same thing five times. Yeah, yeah. like there's like three different layovers. Mm-hmm. And so chances are that'd be like Forrest Gump's the new movie. So they show it on every <laughs> leg of the flight. And then on the way back, maybe you'd see get like another. Again. Yeah, oh. I'm glad that we're past that part. There used to be, in a couple of different airplanes, there was like one projector screen at the very front middle row. Right. And so that was like a full like meter width Okay, screen. so it was more screen-like. Yeah. And like, instead of having them over the aisles, people would peer into that middle row. Okay. I don't know how that it's would work either. for the people behind. <laughs> it must have been like up a bit. Okay. I was like, yeah, it's not great either, is it? But, one, great but once I was sitting in, in that front spot. seat. Yeah. So it's like I've got like a whole oh, like meter yeah, wide right. screen to myself. That was living the dream. <laughs> what was the movie? Oh, who knows? It was, <laughs> it was Lilo pro- and Stitch. Yeah, it was no, it was way before that. It was oh. probably terrible. But that's not <laughs> that's the point. That's not what matters. Yeah, I was just in the perfect point of aviation and seating situations <laughs> to enjoy the movie for once. For once. Yeah. Okay. So they they announced that there's one anyway, film. There's one film, and it's got. This is a twenty-hour flight. So we're just going to play it back to back. <laughs> You're going to see this film 10 times. It's like I'm about to do an essay on it. <laughs> Unless you fall asleep for a bit, you might sleep through, say, three or four viewings of it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to miss any of it, so we're going to just keep playing it. We're so going to do strobe lights, <laughs> so you have to stay awake. Jeez. A lot of seizures on this flight. Right, so I'm like, oh no, this is not great news for me. There's no film in the world I want to watch eight times. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'd like to confirm that'll be the Shawshank Redemption. I'd be like, yay! <laughs> the cheer goes over the crowd. Yeah, basically. Okay. I love that movie. I could definitely watch it seven times in a row. Don't test that. How many, how many times have you seen it? <laughs> 20? you seen 20 times? Probably. How? Like, it's on TV a lot. Is it? Yeah. I feel like if it was on TV, like, maybe I'd watch it because... It's always on TV. What are you talking about? I reckon I've never had to hire it. There's, like, just some films that I just never stumble <laughs> Like, you know, do you know Milo and Otis? Yeah, I've seen that a lot. <laughs> it was Australian TV's darling. Like, how many times do you reckon you've seen Milo and Otis? Seven. <laughs> All between the years of, like, 1992 and 1999. Yeah, I agree with that. Every time there was an election. <laughs> what, that's the counter-program to the yeah, election? Yeah, it was. 
I saw it a lot at um, school, like if sport got rained out. It's like to the library. <laughs> yeah, and it was either Jumanji or Milo and Otis. Which would you prefer? I mean, whatever. I haven't seen most recently. <laughs> they're both fine movies. I it just... was like fine as in like okay or like they're both fine cinema. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm, I don't think Milo Notis is winning too many awards. Okay, so you meant fine as an okay. <laughs> yeah, like I enjoyed them both the first time, but eventually it gets old. Don't think that would happen with Shawshank. Okay, well that's that's a good review. I mean, for the supposedly best movie of all time, I. I mean, you would suspect so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would. I don't know if I'd say it's the best movie of all time, but I really like well, it. I mean, according to IMDb. IMDb, which is a pretty reputable source. Yeah. Like that's. I'm not sure that it's the best movie of all time. It's just like. I can't imagine someone not liking it. I mean, even if it's not your personal favourite, that's the one that the people have chosen as their favourite. No, no, no. But what I'm trying to say is, I don't... Like, what I'm trying to say is, it's a film that appeals to everyone. Really? So... Yeah, like... Because I figured, like, if they're in a prison... Like, right. that sounds a bit depressing. It's not. It's uplifting. All right. I'll take your word for it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's the best movie of all time. It's just the most appealing movie of all time. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> You know, like, no one could... I just can't imagine a person who wouldn't enjoy it. Like, they must have hate Christmas it's or Just, something. like, a heart of... Yeah, the Grinch. Stone. You have to have a heart of stone to not slightly enjoy parts of it. I almost said a heart of gold. <laughs> like, what's the I expression? that is quite hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're very generous, but so unfeeling. <laughs> if only we could crack that gold open. <laughs> Liquid gold. If you hated Shawshank Redemption... Email in and say why. <laughs> like, you just spat all over me. You really enjoyed that. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I just, um, it's great. That, yeah, just write in. I want to know. It's like um, Elaine. Like, there's got to be one person out there who's pretending. Or maybe like 90% of people are pretending because 10% of people just really like it and they can't break it to us. I mean, I just, I wish I could weigh in more. I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Heartwarming. I know that Morgan Freeman does some narration. Oh, that's great. Okay. That bit's the best bit. Look, I'll watch it eventually. I want to drill down on people's love of Shawshank Redemption and see if we all have the same favourite bit where he's narrating. What, you've got one particular line? Yeah. Is well, it, one particular area. Is it like the end of the film? Uh, it's the 80% end. Okay. Yeah, it's towards the end. They're wrapping up. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Anyway, it's a great film. Another topical reference. <laughs> We were, yeah. See, we were talking about this earlier as well. At what point does something stop being topical? Like, what's the limit? Three weeks? What no. depend, it depends what you're talking about. Okay. Is Pokemon Go still topical? Very. Okay, it's so that came out about one, a month ago. It's the number one game on the app store. Oh, I think to say it's the number one topic. Like, it's it's yeah. the most it's, topical it's thing. It's the topic. <laughs> um, yeah, like if something is number one on the app store, I'd say that's topical. Okay, what's the... I'll go through to the app store now. But I mean... But like, there'll be something really boring that's not topical, like MYOB. <laughs> okay, but they're still like, as I said, they're doing stories about it on the morning news. And right. People are... Like, is the Apple TV remote topical? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but it doesn't get the same coverage, I would say. No, I can't imagine that. Is the Runtastic six-pack abs workout? Oh, definitely. I can't <laughs> throw a stone without someone running with their fantastic abs. Oh, it's like... I, I noticed on uh, Facebook you posted mm-hmm. a, a status update basically professing how people, uh, guys, stop needing to feel the pressure about getting fantastic bodies right. and embracing Did I then post bod. another photo saying, I love guys with good bodies? 
No, oh, I, I was just thinking like, how long can we be friends? I've got this dick well on its way. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, is this going to be the end you're of the cast? As soon as I get my abs. You're concerned that you might be too good looking for our friendship. Well, just in this particular region. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as you remain ugly from waist up. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know this is weighing on you so heavily. Don't no, I worry, just Ben. Saw that. You'll I'm never like... be too sexually attractive for me. You say that now. <laughs> you don't know what I'm letting myself in for. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I appreciate that you're standing up to uh, the conventional standards of male beauty. Right. But as someone who is male well on beauty. their way to <laughs> who is male beauty yeah, personified, I, I, just, I just think that maybe. Uh, this is the end for us. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, are you still gonna? Are you still gonna want to hang out with me if I've got some amazing abs? Is is that gonna be a problem for us? <sighs> I guess no. I mean, you've put it in perspective. Am I gonna have to cover them up? Just like my. I mean, were you planning to not, not cover them up? Yeah. Just sh- all shirtless all the time. As soon as as soon as I get that going. Yeah. It's gonna be like. Half-length t-shirts at twenty-four-seven. Crops, crop yeah. tops. <laughs> Basically, what the, the male. I don't know equivalent. why you'd bother with crop tops. Why not just go shirtless? You're a man. <laughs> Every time. Your eyes did this weird thing where they like half blinked out of sync with each other. Like, oh shit. <laughs> the, the, the double. <laughs> My Achilles <wink>. heel. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. The double wink. <laughs> this comes up like I. I feel like whenever we talk about this, which is surprisingly frequently, the, the yeah. half shirt. I always want to reference Johnny Depp's shirt in Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Because it's like the most 80s thing we've ever talked about. Is that topical? It's not. (laughs) Okay. So somewhere between Pokemon Go and Nightmare on on Elm Elm Street Street. is when you're no longer topical. That's a 30-year gap, but okay. But if they make another Nightmare on Elm Street, then it's topical again. Confusing. I'm trying to resist making the reference because I've put it in our image galleries like multiple times. So many times. Like, we're going to make the Johnny Depp crop shop show. Yeah, but it's just the best photo ever where it's just like <laughs> him basically wearing a half shirt that must have been in fashion for like 10 minutes when they made this movie and then they like immortalized it in cinematic history. Right. And they're like, this is going to be huge, guys. And he was probably on set like, I don't know, this doesn't feel right. My it's literally not huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it literally looks like his shirt just got shrunk in the wash <laughs> and then they like cut off of like another 10 centimeters of it it's the best so that's probably what i'm going to be wearing when i get this uh, even though that's not a thing i mean it was for at least one a day yeah in some like film backlot right i've never seen anyone else wearing this maybe maybe that he's so trendy yeah maybe if like you time travel back to the 80s everyone had it and that's just like the one remaining artifact from our time that has survived Right. It's like, wow, I guess this is what they were really into. That would be amazing. <laughs> Imagine ev- if that was the case. Everyone else kind of came to their senses and like, we've got to destroy every photo of someone wearing this stupid shirt. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. But Who knows what? Like- Nightmare on Elm Street was like too important to destroy every copy. So. Okay. They're like, we can't possibly well, like, like... Well, we've made four sequels. Like, what are we going to do? People are wanting to know where this started. The people... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are demanding it. So, like, we could reshoot it, but Johnny Depp's too old. 
He's moved on to bigger. So why would they reshoot it? Because they're concerned that this is all that'll be left of human history. If no, if they just they realized this shirt was such a mistake. Oh right, that now just, that they're like, all right, thirty years on, I realized that didn't catch. No, on. like I'm thinking maybe this even happened like two years later. Where they're like, that but, really never caught. So on. they destroyed every shirt. They destroyed every photo of someone wearing this shirt. Right. But the nightmare on Elm Street was there that they were just like, what do we do what about do we do this? this? Right. Like, it was like, all right, we'll just let it ride. Johnny they, Depp's I too suppose, expensive. Okay. I was going to say, they could edit in the rest of the shirt. Just, now they've got CGI. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just give him a CGI shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, there was like How I Met Your Mother. Right. They were experimenting for a while with advertising where... What, like ab- like place- product placement? Yes, but for things that like they digitally put in things into the show into old episodes that's so weird so like you know that kevin james movie zookeeper uh no what is it you probably the correct answer okay i've not seen it (laughs) but it's him as a zookeeper you know kevin james right the guy from king of queens yeah like that he is the king of queens the main guy right. right it's um in in the background of one of the episodes of um how i met your mother Mm-hmm. There's what a King of Queens box set. No, like a zookeeper. I think it's a book, like <laughs> with the zookeeper on it. Amazing. Which first of all makes, makes no, no sense because yeah. it's not a book. And second of all, that book wasn't, or that movie wasn't even out at that time. Around when that episode amazing, was made. Amazing, but they've done that anyway. Yeah, that's hilarious. And so, like, I don't think that caught on because people were like, "This is fucking weird and stupid." Well, you can't have a non-topical advertisement, like. <laughs> Yeah, we just really, really loved the zookeeper. Like, we got a pre-production <laughs> Right. Because um, that also, makes total sense. But also, like, what, is it supposed to be the novelization of the film? <laughs> like, we're supposed to believe now that a novel existed, yeah. like, pre... And that Ted... Is it well put in, at least, or is it, like, it looks... floating above Ted's I mean, shoulder? I've only, I've Do you have a seen... picture of it? Uh, I can Google it. I've only seen screenshots of it, and it wasn't... Like, it didn't stand out to me as being horrible, but maybe, like, in video form, it it's terrible. looks worse. Right, okay. Because I'm, like, somehow I'm just imagining, like, something poorly photoshopped in with, like, white blocks still right. around it because it didn't have a transparent <laughs> yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think they, like, they did an all right job of putting it in there. But also, like, who is watching How I Met Your Mother seeing, like, a weird and it's like, ad uh-huh. in the background and going, like, yeah. I gotta see the zookeeper. Right. <laughs> I wasn't going to, but. Yeah, like, now that we've got that technology. Maybe it is possible we to could put add a shirt the, <laughs> the rest of Johnny Depp's shirt in. But that's why it's so important that we keep these images in an image gallery just so people oh, can right. be like, I remember the original. Yeah, there's going to be like worldwide like amnesia about it. It's not It's not super obvious, but that there you go. It's like Robin on the phone and there's just like a book. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it doesn't look amazing. But it's also like... But it's also believably there. Right, but it's so subtle. That uh, that's barely advertised. Like, if it was a Coke, maybe, like, I would be like, oh, that's a Coke. Like, it's, it's not like a Kevin James zookeeper item is iconically shaped or designed. We're right. like, oh, that's unmistakable. Yeah, I'll put that in the image gallery as well and people can, you know, see it for themselves. But, uh, like, it also makes you wonder... Uh, like when Steven Spielberg goes back and remasters E.T. All right, are they going to be like putting J.J. Abrams' next Star Wars in the background or something? <laughs> well, like well, I was thinking like for when he, he did do that, like it was the 25th anniversary or something. Um, one thing he wanted to do was change all the guns to walkie-talkies because he thought it was a bit weird that these like state troopers were aiming shotguns at these little kids. What? Oh, in E.T. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit full on. Right. Uh, it didn't strike him at the time though? I guess not. It might have been, you know, the prop department 
Right. And then, like, you know, something that he didn't think about on the day, mm-hmm. but then, you know, when you watch back the movie, it's too late to do anything. So, yeah, technology is advanced enough that... Did they it, do that? Yeah, they digitally oh, they changed all the all the guns to walkie-talkies. But what, are they pointing walkie-talkies at them? Well, South Park did a good joke about that, <laughs> where, like, all these people are getting massacred by walkie-talkies. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's fortunate they didn't shoot anyone, because that would make zero sense. Yeah. But that was, like, his vision. Like, he decided to change it. Right, yeah, he, so it's his film. It. But yeah. I wonder, like, if the director of How I Met Your Mother, even though it's, like, you know, just one random episode, was right. he, like... What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I didn't want the zoo thing if I added in my movie or my TV show. Yeah, I never like, planned for this. Ted yeah. Mosby hates the zookeeper. <laughs> if anything, this makes zero sense. Yeah. Why would he have this in his apartment? Right. Next to nobody saw this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, it's like I always loved, we've talked about Product Placement so many times and like our favourite ones have come up multiple times. But I think my favourite I know what your favourite is, so I won't mention it. But my favourite has got to be vitamin water on Gossip Girl. Like, no one could have any other beverage and or water of any other kind. They were never oh, really? like, do you want a drink or do you want a water or can I get you something? That would make sense. It's just like, instead of, can I, uh, can you get me a drink? It's like, hey, pass me a vitamin water. Every time! <laughs> They're so delicious. so painful. And, like, she threw a sleepover and she's like, yeah, I'm having this great sleepover, like, for all my rich kid friends. It's going to be sponsored by vitamin water. That's I was like, that doesn't make any that sense. That doesn't happen. No. I'm like, what? Like, I know this is, a, you know, upstate New York <laughs> kind of thing. Like, you, you got a different lifestyle, but I don't think anyone gets their you know, like sleepover, sleepover sponsored. sponsored. Yeah. And then, like, another and event, they're like, have... vitamin water is going to be there handing out free vitamin water. Uh, <laughs> I was like, for goodness sake, give it up. Like, Blair, we know you love vitamin water. All right. <laughs> Seriously. And the other one that stuck out in that show was. Every time someone had a question, they were like, just bing it. Oh, uh, yeah. Bing's, <laughs> bing's the worst. Like, no one bings anything. No. Even if you use bing, you don't say you're going to bing it. No. If you're using bing, you say you're going to search it, I reckon. I think bing did some How I Met Your Mother product placement as oh. well. It's like... Just bing it. Yeah. I was like, no one is we, saying Like that. every time... Because like, especially for a while around the launch of bing, which for anyone who doesn't know is like a Microsoft's competitor to Google. To Google. But it, like, I wouldn't even mind, but have you used Bing? Uh, like, maybe twice. And how did you feel about that experience? Well, I was just like, why am I not on Google? <laughs> but it's also not good. Like, it's not like it's also just as good as Google. Like, when I've used it, I'm like, this sucks. I want to be on Google because I can't find what I want. Uh, yeah, right. Um, like, if it was also good, I'd be like, oh, well, who cares? But it's not. It's I not know they, good. They got in trouble at one point for rerouting their so algorithm through Google. Google. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Google basically just did an experiment where they created a fake um, result. Okay. So if you search, right. into, you search whatever keyword they came up with into Google, that would be like the top a hit. A weird like hit. Yeah. yeah. And they um, waited like two weeks and then went to Bing and typed that same thing in and it came up. <laughs> and so like it's not a real website. It should not exist. But they obviously had proved that Bing was Bing basically was somehow just, using their search Well, they were just essentially going to Google. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, Gosh, the world's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anytime, like for example, around the launch of Bing, which I don't right. know, maybe like six years ago or something. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's it, go with it, that. They were like pushing hard on TV and movies, like, you know. Product placement wise. Yeah. So it, it seems like everyone is using Bing. Like if, 
if civilization got wiped out except for Again, our media. Again, they'd be like, I guess everyone was searching for yeah. using Bing. Well, it was Bing. It was the biggest <laughs> thing. But then in reality, there was like two people on Bing. But I still prefer that than when they have the fake search engines. Oh, yeah, when they're like, let's have a nice drink of cola. Yeah, like, it, it feels like that. There's one that they use a lot called Find a Spider. <laughs> You see that in like, like multiple a lot of TV movies shows. Are using that. Yeah, like I remember, um, like Veronica Mars was using that quite, you know, frequently. Right. And um, like similar to, they're not allowed to advertise cigarettes on TV. Right. So a lot of TV shows use Morley cigarettes, ah. which is like a fake brand, but it exists in like multiple shows. Oh, crazy! So, for example, like the Smoking Man on X Files, he smokes Morley, Morley's, and Spike on Buffy smoked Morley's. Wow. And That's pretty cool. I wonder who came up with that. It'd be kind of cool if you were the first guy right. to have Morley's. Yeah, like, so yeah I like that. Cool. And so Find a Spider is one of those ones. But like, It's like the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> How so? In a lot of Stephen King films or TV shows and books... They'll end up at like Shawshank Penitentiary at oh, the end. Cool. Like it goes to Shawshank Penitentiary mm, when he gets caught. Right. So like, yeah, that's like his world's jail. And it's not a real jail either. So yeah. like you'll occasionally hear like someone being released or being sent to Shawshank Penitentiary in other movies okay. and books. Yeah. So uh, It's actually a Stephen King, which is why I'm surprised I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, for whatever reason, like Morley cigarettes, I can get past. But like the find a spider and like these other <laughs> fake search engines just seems like... Really irks you. Why didn't you just, just use, use Google? Google. Just, everyone is using Google, but they obviously didn't want to give them like free... Advertising. Yeah, product placement. But I do wish for this Gossip Girl episode, there was a scene, like maybe deleted scenes on the DVD where you can watch Blair calling around for sponsors for a party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, uh... Uh, Sprite <laughs> and having a sleepover. <laughs> no, all right, all right, thanks for your time. Right, beep, 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 beep. Uh, Starburst. Got an idea for you. <laughs> Let me float this. Yeah. I've got six rich friends coming over. <laughs> um, but no, you, so you were saying like what, how do you define what's topical or not? Right. Why don't you throw a few examples at me? I'll tell you how long. Well, I want to know is it long or? length or bigness of topic? Like It's a combination. Okay. Because something that's happened recently but is not a big topic wouldn't be topical either. No, exactly. Okay. World War II. Big event. Yeah. So if I'm referencing that, is that topical? Not now. <laughs> is it topical around Remembrance Day? Yes. See? That's so weird. It's situational. <laughs> that's so weird. It's because you're remembering the war. <laughs> that's so weird. Like, if if you bring up World War II on... I don't know, today. Right. I'm not being like topical reference. Like, yeah. I, I was, I'm curious as to where you got that from. But okay. on Remembrance Day, it's like, oh, of course she got it. She brought it up because she's remembering the she's veterans all day. She's the war all day yeah. today. But like yeah. at the time, World War II, topical for the, the entire duration of the war. Yeah. <laughs> so, Plus, no one's like, the war, yawn. Can uh, you lay off? Old news. <laughs> Plus maybe a year or two afterwards. A year but we, or two. But, right, but had, then they had like a pretty recent war after that. Wasn't Korea like a year later? Uh, I'm not. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that's what I, I'm like. Is that topical then? Because you've got Korea, but it's such a big event. Like no one was like yawn. We've got this new war. I assume. I'd say the, if the most recent war is probably more topical. Like we've had a lot of wars <laughs> since then. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. If you want to talk about a war, I suppose Iraq is your topical war. There you go. Really? Is that your most topical war, do you reckon? Syria? <laughs> Syria. Let's rate the wars. <laughs> I guess Syria. Definitely Afghanistan, you Syria guys. Syria is what you'd go with. Um, 
I don't know. You reckon Syria over Iraq? I don't know. You tell me. I feel like Syria is the most topical war currently. <laughs> that's where I would. That's where I go automatically. Yeah. Give me something more in my wheelhouse, like slavery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're not a war guy. That's true. I'm, I'm, yeah. Making. I'm too busy making love, not war. I don't. I don't have time to. Okay. Let's go with some making love references. Okay. <laughs> would it be topical Elizabeth Taylor's marriages? <laughs> Uh, no, not okay. topical. Not topical. Not topical. Is it? Would it be topical if they re-released, like a remastered Cleopatra? It's more topical. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> like it depends how big Cleopatra is, but this is hypothetical. It's like the, the world's most expensive movie. But at isn't the time, it? it was the first movie I think for the to budget. Like crack a million? Or yeah, something? for the okay. budget to be more than a million dollars. Right. I thought it was of all time like adjusted for your wages and stuff. No, adjusted for inflation. I think that. Titanic? Probably no longer the case. Oh, I wonder what it is. <laughs> to the to Bing. <laughs> Bing it, Ben. To a box office mojo, please. Find a, find a spider time. Yeah. The mo- according to Wikipedia, the most expensive movie adjusted for inflation is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, followed by At World's End. Don't know At World's End. That's the other Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, wow. What's yeah. three then? Titanic. Hey, then that's close. Spider-Man 3, then Tangled. So Tangled is an interesting one because... That one was basically several other movies before it became Tangled. Really? Like, so they were just working ah. on it for ages. And I think, like, even at one point, it was going to be a 2D animated film. Right. And so it's not like the final product would have cost, cost them, that much. It's just like we're making five movies and then just, we amalgamated it to one. Yeah. Like, it, well, let's see if I can find out, like, when it started production. Like, it came out in 2010, uh, but it was announced as Rapunzel Unbraided in 2003. Right. So... They just had to make so many versions and stuff that ended up just being super Yeah, it was, was it Pixar? Yep. Um, it was worked on... Oh, sorry. It was like Disney, which... Disney's like separate animated animation department bought okay. Disney pictures. So it was work. It was in development for 14 years. So wow. That's why yeah, that explains was, that. Yeah. <laughs> Cleopatra, not so much. Imagine if you shot a film over 14 years. Waterworld, since we're talking about it. Number nine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Where's Cleopatra well, on that list? They did do that. Um... I'm looking for it. I'm not seeing Cleopatra. Oh. The uh, Boyhood. That was fo- filmed over like 13 years or something. Yeah, no. Fine, you got me. Yeah. You win. And it was an Academy <laughs> Award winning So I guess film. the answer is good. You'd, you'd probably do pretty well <laughs> if you did that. But speaking of expensive Disney films. Right, yep. I heard, you know, mm. the movie um, Frozen. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were getting confused when that film came out because there was another film called Frozen about right. three people trapped on a ski lift. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's an unfortunate booking to make, isn't right. it? Okay, kids. <laughs> wow. So I don't know Like I don't know if they were in the cinema at the same time. Okay, that's Probably cool. Probably not, but like Dark. people would be like, hey, can I you know, buy Borrow the DVD Frozen. of Frozen? And then <laughs> <laughs> Ending up with this chairlift movie. Yeah. What a movie, though. Does it take all place all on the movie? Oh, all on the movie. All on the chairlift? I think so. Amazing. Yeah, it's like that's the ski lift cool, gets actually. stuck and... So you just watch two people slowly freeze to death? I, I don't know if they die. Like, oh, it, you look, watch two people freeze? Or, like, <laughs> or make small talk while they're stuck on a skillet. That, like, it, it sounds That's actually a really cool... Yeah, I'm like, you know, because Alfred Hitchcock, a lot of his films came about that way. So he would set... This is how I did my novel as well, but he would set himself a challenge. Mm-hmm. So like Rear Window, the whole concept is basically he would say to himself, all right, I want the majority of the film to happen in one room. Yeah, right. And he'd have to then think of a plot that would make that interesting. Yeah. So rear window, he has a broken leg, which explains why he can't 
leave this one room and he sees the murder through the window which is then creating an interesting plot for a movie that majority I don't know that they leave the room at all I can't remember I, I think like, they do at the yeah, end I feel like there's a couple of scenes that aren't set in the room but not many yeah exactly and like another of his films um, there's one that's all on a boat yeah all set in a lifeboat yeah. yeah so his whole thing was like again that movie came about he was like alright I'm going to challenge myself to make boring or difficult situations into interesting plots. And that was sort of how he came up with his ideas. Yeah, it's a good tactic. Yeah, I reckon. So, he again, he was like, how can I make a lifeboat situation interesting? Like, obviously, a murder can't happen where no one sees it. <laughs> or, like, it's hard to make that happen. So, like, that's how he gets these, like, crazy, twisted, like, ideas. I wonder if there was any that he's like, all right, I want to make a movie about two people in, like, a storeroom. And it just didn't work. <laughs> He's like, I've got it's just like, nothing. No, Never mind. Nothing <laughs> interesting happens in storerooms. <laughs> I guess we'll go back to the uh, lifeboat thing. Like, I feel like Trapped in an Elevator would be interesting. Yeah, there's a movie called um, Devil. About you got that. me. Are you trapped with a devil? Uh, yeah, I think it's a haunted elevator. <laughs> it's like elevator to hell. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that was a good movie. It's like one of those ones where someone in there is possessed. Interesting, that, yeah, but you don't know who it is. And you have to, yeah, like, they kind of like... So it's sort of a similar thing. Like, how can you kill someone in an elevator without everyone knowing? So that's where the creativity comes yeah, in, I've, I I've seen it. I can't remember, but it's probably like the lights dim for a second and then yeah. another person's dead or whatever. That's you know? kind of cool, though. It's almost yeah. like Wink Murder, well, I but it. with actual murder. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, Wink Murder is like a childhood game Yeah. where you are the person who's killing people by winking at them. We should make like a screenplay for Wink Murder where that's like a They power. actually die. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I think with um, even like Psycho, I think came out of some challenge he set for himself, like majority, oh, I'm not sure, like to take place in like a hotel room or something like that. Okay. But then like he doesn't stick to it. It's just to like get his mind going. And yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I bring this up because I know you were in a similar situation. You and Rodney mm-hmm. were watching a movie recently, Concussion. Oh, yeah. That was unlucky. What happened there? So I wanted to watch, as did he, Concussion, the Will Smith, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, Will Smith film like where the NR, NFL sorry, was covering, covering up how badly players were getting injured, essentially. Is that not the case? Yeah, they you know get massive head injuries because their whole game is banging each other's right. heads into each other. Right. But what I'm saying is like the, the NFL was like covering up doctor's reports like, no, this is actually giving them brain damage. Isn't that? I, I haven't seen it, but... Neither have I. Along those <laughs> You still haven't seen it. So No. So I was like, wow, it's come up on Netflix already. Like, that's unusual, like, to get a blockbuster like, so soon in DVD it's, time. It's, you know, theatrical run. But I was like, great. So we settled in to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lesbian love movie. How far in do you get before you realise this? Fortunately, not far. Like, but is there at least, like, one uncomfortable lesbian love scene that you sit through before... Uh, you get before you come to that realization. It starts. It comes straight out of the gates. This film. Yeah. So, so you don't have to sit through it long, <laughs> but you do have to sit through it awkward. So you like watching this like sex scene, and you're like, oh, I wonder where Will Smith. <laughs> like, okay, how is this going to get to the NRL? Yeah, there'd be a lot more football. <laughs> no, at this point. I was just like, uh, and th- then there's the awkward moment of like switching it off as well, being like, okay. <laughs> But did you have to be like, I don't think this is our movie? Or you just like stop the film and walk out? (laughs) That's right. I said, all right, in five seconds, I'm going to stop the film. We're both going to go to separate rooms. (laughs) We'll stay in there for at least 10 minutes. 
I'll come out first, pick a different movie. When you hear me come out, wait two minutes, come out, <laughs> and we'll pretend this never happened. Sure, sure. No, I was like, yeah, I get the feelings is not the film. And he was like, look, I agree with you. <laughs> you made a valid assessment. <laughs> Let's watch something else. <laughs> As a father-daughter team, it's not what you're after. Sure, sure. <laughs> Maybe um, father-son, it could fly. I also heard recently about your movie going experience with Rodney. He was watching The Duff or you were watching The Duff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, dad and I were watching The Duff and he... Well, for anyone who's unfamiliar with that film, uh, it stands for... The designated de- Ugly Fat Friend. Yeah. So Is it Fat Friend? Yeah. Yeah. So, every, I haven't seen it, but... Really? Um, it's actually a pretty good film. I enjoyed it. I, I do like... May Whitman, who's Anne or Bland <laughs> from film, Arrested Development. And yeah, she's the duff, like in you know, her group of hot, attractive friends. Right. They're saying like everyone has a, a duff, duff in their group of hot friends. Basically to make the hot chicks look hotter. Look good, yeah. So then halfway through the film, this is what happens. Dad's always on the computer in the living room working and I'm usually watching TV in there. So occasionally he'll watch what I'm watching, sometimes won't. And then he like gets a shocked look on his face, like in the middle of like whatever spreadsheet he's working on. He's like, I've just had a realization. I was like, go on. This like sudden clarity. Yeah. Like he had like the eyes open. He's like, I'm the duff. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, when I think through it, Neil McKenna looks great. Doug Farquhar looks great. It's got to be me. There is two friends. (laughs) Didn't take long to get through the list. No. Yeah. I'd say there's a group of about four of his friends. Okay. And, uh, he had to spend some time thinking. Yeah, re- he seemed re- to mentally go through his, like, say, four close friends. He's like, no, they're all attractive. and He's like, they're younger than me. They've still got hair. Yeah. <laughs> Doug like- Farquhar's <laughs> clearly an equestrian event or something. He does sound like Prince it, he? Doug Farquhar. Yeah, I think he sounds like a Middle Eastern sheikh, I think. Yeah. He's a... Uh- Royalty, for this, by the sound of it. All right. right. Lord Farquhar, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind a minute. Well, I was talking about him to Dad today, and he's like, did you know he, he's got the exact same name as that guy who murdered his kids by driving <laughs> them into the lake? I didn't know I that. I was like, fun story, no. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's not him, but they but have to F- FYI, <laughs> I have to explain that to a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, I would never pick that up, but, you know, thanks for noticing. I just really had to drop my... Um, my catchphrase, just pulling the old Doug Farquhar, <laughs> taking on completely new yeah. meanings recently. Yeah, that's right. It's gotten very dark. Had to move on from that. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like a just a good old thumbs up. <laughs> but yeah, dad discovered he was the duff and I don't know how he felt about it. He's still processing. But yeah, but then the movie sort of evolves to be like everybody is somebody else's duff and that cheered him up. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he that's had to, true. He had to sit through to the uh, the hidden message. But, no, but then he was like, also, maybe Neil is my duff. <laughs> he just justified it. No, I think he just started thinking like, yeah, now that I think about now it. I've got like plenty going on. What has Neil got going on? <laughs> yeah, he's like, now that I think about it, I do think possibly I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Unreal earlier in the show. Yeah. I think... It would be remiss of us to just drop a hint of Bachelor without... And without going the full way. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I took a clip from the new season of the Australian show, the Australian version. Great. One of the great things about reality TV is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Survivor, every challenge, they manage to make it seem like 10 times more exciting just because of the music that they play. Like, yeah. Like, it's so, like, will I, they survive eating this plain rice? Right. Mm, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you watch sometimes, I think like one of the reunion shows, they showed an unedited clip from Survivor. Right. Without the movies, uh, without the music and stuff. No music, no editing. It's like, And I'm oh. like, it's just people making small talk around <laughs> And I'm like, like, oh, that's the whole of yeah. Survivor. I'm like, how did they transform Wait this into this? Because <laughs> these are like the most brilliant editors in the world. Because it's like now so... that I think about it, the whole of this is that. Oh my god! Yeah, but it's like reality TV is turning like the completely mundane into drama. Right. And one of the common tricks that they use is the drone. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That makes anything pretty intense. You're like, oh. Especially when you do like the drone that like is building up in, in terms of intensity. Like MasterChef mm. loves that. Where it's just like, there's about to... Sounds the, like a swarm of bees is getting closer. Right. Which is probably why the human body reacts in that way. <laughs> it's like, oh, swarm of bees. They're coming here. My, is, I'm on edge. The tension is increasing because <laughs> the bees, I know they're somewhere around here. <laughs> they're getting closer. Right. But yeah, like MasterChef, like every commercial break has to kick off End with, with a the drone. drone. Yeah. yeah. This Bachelor, probably one of my all-time favorite uses of the drone. Yes. It gets so insanely loud <laughs> that like no there's no payoff big enough for what they could possibly be building to but I'm just going to play this clip it goes for a, a minute um, it's from the second episode of the new season they're just like the girls are at the cocktail party basically bitching like they always do to set the scene it's not really necessary to I'm notice, very excited one of the girls got a white rose and that allows her to have one-on-one time with the bachelor <sighs> at every cocktail party. At every cocktail party? Yep. Wow. Like pri- private one-on-one. That's which intense. is a big deal because usually the girls are interrupting each other to, you know, stealing the way. And so they can't do that when she uses the rose. And so the other girls are like bitching like, well, she shouldn't use the rose, at least not every cocktail party. Wow. And of course you would. Like, of course. It's like... That's the game. Why wouldn't you do that? Damn her and her trump card. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So they got no leg to stand on, but they're it's just like, like fighting over it. During the war, it's like, oh, it's so unfair. When did they get guns? Right. <laughs> well, it's like, um, I think it's like the British army. When, uh, what's it, like Americans and British that were fighting each other at one point. Americans were like hiding behind trees and <laughs> snipering people. Oh, yeah. And they're like, that's not fair. We're meant to like line up in lines in and like and shoot just, at each yeah, other yeah. in lines. That is crazy. It's, I can't believe war used to work like that at some point in clear, history. It clearly didn't work like that because they just got killed. No, it didn't work. Yeah. But it's just crazy that that was at some point a context. Like, that this is how we do war. We both yeah. line up and just kill each other until no one's left. <laughs> like, that's madness. Of course you should have guerrilla warfare. Right. So. Um, like Yeah. And they're like, they're not gentlemen. Like, what kind of people are they? I'm like. They don't want to die. Yeah. I think that's the situation that this girl is proposing, though. She's like, you should have to line up and just be one of us. I'm like, fuck no, I've got, I've got this. Uh, no, I'm hiding behind a tree yeah. if I can. Right, I've got the rose. It makes me be able to hide behind every tree in this villa. Right. All right, here's the clip. I know that oh, you're that a good a person, but I was surprised. And I thought you were a good person. <laughs> what do you mean you thought I was a good person? I, you're contradicting I, yourself. Ooh. Okay, before then, I thought you were a good person, but the fact that you did that to me was disappointing. I was disappointed. Jeez. No, but you're really contradicting yourself saying, I thought? Look, to be honest with you, and I you don't are. know if you're a good person. I don't know you that well. And That's I'm fine. at a situation, I'm at a point where I'm like, well, I'm kind of going with 
you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not all too worried about what you think. I don't I care. care what I, I don't care. If you well, then if you don't worried. care, be quiet. <laughs> be quiet then. If you don't I care, feel. if you don't care, why are you still going? Oh my gosh. Getting into jet engine. Yeah, I, feel, I seriously feel like we're in a plane that's about to take off. That's way too intense. I just don't trust him. Oh, it's got a nice ending. It sounds like they dropped a glitter bomb. They went to commercial at that point. That's the Bachelor logo. That's insane. But like, oh, that was the Bachelor logo coming yeah. up. I was like, it made it sound like they dropped like a, a bomb of glitter. Like, we're gonna do of glitter. But Jokes. That's a solid minute of, <laughs> of building drone. <laughs> but it's like, that's intense drone. Like, that's a plane taking off. Yeah, every so often they'd add a little wow. It's <laughs> like, what else can we like do to make... Like, preparing for takeoff. Yeah, like, we've reached maximum intensity, We cannot people. use any more drone. Right. It'll blow people's heads off. Yeah, but, like, unless they dropped an A-bomb on the Bachelor Mansion, there's nothing that can <laughs> like, result in that payoff. I know. I was like, that is... What are you going to... Yeah. Well, lucky you went to commercial, because there's no way you can justify no, that. like, she would literally have to, like, tear... Explode. Th- Should have to combust from the inside to make that even sensible. Uh, While we're here, I've got like some clips that have been on my iPhone for uh, 13 episodes now. Okay. I've got two divorce court clips that I pulled for episode 100. Okay. That we never got to. That didn't make the cut. All right. Um, Well, we just ran out of time. We did a three hour episode. (laughs) We were like exhausted by the end. I can't believe I didn't die, but okay. Right. But because we had so many other segments, these are like super short. Okay. So I feel like while we're in the process of playing reality clips, we Let's should just like knock these out. Yeah. So uh, this is the case of Noid v. Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything else needs to be said. Let's just play Go for it. it. Today on Divorce Court. Come to order. Court is now in session. Mm-hmm. The Honorable Judge Lynn Toller presiding. Checks out. Ms. 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 Jacob, what did you think you were getting when you got somebody who was 21 years old? What did you think he was going to bring to the table? Ooh, the hush? Some penis. <laughs> she said penis. A paycheck. <laughs> penis and a paycheck. <laughs> I mean, honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did that divorce go ahead? I assume so. <laughs> um, one more from the same courtroom. Is it from the same... Uh, the same case. Great. Yeah. Did you throw a microwave at the man? It accidentally <laughs> fell towards his face. <laughs> but not his penis. I wouldn't damage that. No way. And is this how you teach him to, to, to march into manhood is by hurling he around like appliances? It. He like it. It turns him on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Don't you love it when someone I don't know throws why a they got divorced. Your, uh, your head, sorry. <laughs> Both is bad, yeah. I assume. Right. There's one more thing that I uh, have to touch on before mm-hmm. we wrap up for mm-hmm. today's show. You've been uh, complaining recently that a lot of your wardrobe is going missing. I'm not complaining. I'm the righteous victim of a crime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, explain. There's not too much to say. I can't find four to five pants which is 90% of my pants collection is gone. Where do you think it's going? I don't know. I mean, I re- I've looked everywhere. I don't know. I'm the victim of a pants thief who seems to not want anything else. But you think it's been stolen, not that you left it somewhere. I haven't left it anywhere. It's got gone anywhere to be left. Like, where would I go with all of my pants? Like, better pack these. I don't know when I'll be needing seven pairs of pants. I don't know, but... <laughs> If anyone could do it, it's you. <laughs> They're all gone. It's the Zinger Killer. 
this is how he you starts. You think he's moved on from killing to just <laughs> petty thief? Well, no, I'll die of frozation. <laughs> of Damn cold, it. <laughs> uh, okay. There's been a lot of times where he's <laughs> accused people of theft. Okay, what have I accused you of? I don't know about me, but like I'd say a week ago, mm. like then my DS has been stolen. Yeah, and then I was like, never mind. I left it at work. Yes. No, I was concerned that maybe it was at work or stolen. But I said at the time, I've either left it at work or it's gone. But you accuse, you jump straight to someone stole it before you even look. And th- those are the options. I'm just laying out the options. I've looked for the pants. They're not on my legs. They're gone. <laughs> How many times have you had your phone, like, you know, have, have you your phone gone missing, basically? Oh, a hundred at least. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's you always leaving it on the table <laughs> and then walking away. And yeah, like, but shit, you don't do that I'm, with your pants. When, uh, like, about... A month ago, it was my right. ber- my birthday. Did I leave pants here? You didn't leave anything, but um, Alex was yeah, here for the first time in like six sh- months. <laughs> and he like walked through the front door. He's like, are those my shoes? <laughs> and I'm like, I doubt it. And he's like, these are my shoes. <laughs> and so he had left his shoes here for uh, at least six months. Right, if not longer. Yeah, he hadn't been to our apartment for a long time. And I think they were just like in our hallway. Mm-hmm. But all of us just assumed they were... You know, someone else's shoes, like one of our roommates. Right. Just, we just, just another each, roommate was like, yeah. they must be Ben's. Well, and then, Julian's like, well. Yeah, I assume they're his, he assumed they're mine. Yeah. And so we just had Alex's shoes sitting in our hallway <laughs> for like a year at least, or maybe six months. So, Amazing. Yeah. And he got his shoes back. But it's like, how do you leave shoes somewhere? <laughs> like, surely you need But this those isn't just leave. one pair of pants. How do they leave five? But he, I'm saying, like, Alex found a way. Did I go somewhere? Maybe I was you like, found a way. <laughs> I need several options of pants, none of which I'll take with me. Maybe. <laughs> All right. The other thing I'll is... I'll chalk it up as a possibility on the crime board. You know how, like, detectives have that big whiteboard where they draw the lines between pieces of evidence? We're going to have, like, a list of suspects. Yeah, and, our... like, a red thread between newspaper articles about it. It'll just be two <laughs> photos of Vicky. Victim, <laughs> suspect. Damn it. <laughs> what about, like, you? the other possibility you're saying that Maybe it's been stolen off the line. Right, yeah. It's your, possible. Your, um, your washing line, is that open? Yeah, like it's open, open slather to the public. To the public or just to other um, people at your I apartment? I mean, if block? the public wanted to go there, it'd be weird, but they could get in. There's, you can just walk in off the street. So you, like... They're great pants. <laughs> <laughs> you think people are like super into it, but like, wouldn't they take like if if this was someone's fetish, right? Wouldn't in, they take panties? Yeah, I know that's what underwear, I thought. Not, not like no, trousers. I just think I've got really cool pants. They are cool. You're like my fashion sense is second <laughs> Worth to none. Stealing for <laughs> right. I'm just gonna instead of buying clothes, I'll just let Vicky choose for and me and then steal them because she's got such great taste. It could happen. So what are you doing now that you got no pants? Are you just walking around in skirts all the time? I've got really thigh high boots <laughs> just to keep you warm. Yeah. I was like, well, these will be safely living in the house, but they do ninety percent of the job of a pant. Is there like a you know a thirty centimeter gap that you have to uh, you know deal with now? Yeah, it's been I'd say less lately. than 30. That's a lot of thigh. Okay. I'd say an inch. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I've got an inch gap. to. T- yeah, it's not bad. I've come up with <laughs> a workaround that actually I think I've done okay. Are you saving, like, is there one good pair of pants that you're like, I've got to hold on to these just 
in case they're not even a, good. It's just like emergency. the other day I had to wear pants to work and I was walking like the Tin Man. You've only got like the worst pair of pants left in your walk. Like from when I was like weighed a little less and now I've put them on. I had to walk everywhere like the Tin Man. I was literally like... It's like Kramer where you can't like sit down because jeans are too tight. No, that's exactly what happened. I was in a meeting. I was like, I'll just stand. Don't worry about me. (laughs) It was awful. Um, Well, uh, I wish you luck with your... uh, Investigation. Thank you. You believe me. Uh, No, I don't don't know if I believe you. You might be like, oh yeah... Realized to put them all to the dry cleaners. <laughs> right. I realized I threw them all on the roof for safekeeping. Yeah. No, you might. I don't know. Maybe Rodney's. Uh, I feel like they're going to show up. They got somewhere. mixed up in his like closet or something. Yeah. Have I, you like looked there? I haven't. I found a shirt of mine once in his closet. I was like, good try. I mean, your house isn't very big. Like, surely that's you can... the other thing. That's what makes me so mad. I'm but, like, a house has four rooms. It doesn't have many options. But wouldn't you look in all of them then? <laughs> I, that, I feel like I have. <laughs> but you didn't look in Rodney's room. Not all of it. I haven't looked in his closet. I feel like there's, you know, still room to investigate then. Okay. The case is not closed. Yeah, you'll come here next episode. And you're like, oh yeah. They're all in Rodney's closet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll leave the case open for now. All right. Well, if anyone's got any hot leads, you can email them. <laughs> That's the judge's gavel closing in on you, thief. Yeah. I'm on to you. Email the hot leads on the uh, pants thief to podcast at insaneramblings.net or you can reach me directly because ben's an unbeliever vicky at insaneramblings.net or you can just write to me saying yeah i took vicky's pants and at <laughs> insaneramblings.net also please recommend us to your friends if you like the show it's the best thing you can do for us you can also rate and review us on itunes as well as subscribing that affects our um ranking so that'd be great if you could do that and you also get all the podcasts automatically downloaded to your ipod or itunes without having to worry about, oh, is there another new episode yet? We'll tell you when there's a new episode yet. Oh, we'll tell you. Yeah. So uh, jump on our Facebook page as well while you're at it, facebook.com slash insane ramblings. Where you can get exclusive behind the scenes stuff as well as reminders of all the episodes. We're also on Twitter, which will remind you when the episodes are. It's uh, insane ramblings yeah, no, no G. No G on that one because someone already stole the G. Why I order. Oh, wait, see oh, boat. Damn it. <laughs> Hey again. Oh, I'll to show you. put it in. Yeah. Okay. We don't lie to our listeners. <laughs> we constantly lie to them, but <laughs> just this one time we chose honesty. Okay. Well, it's unusual for us. Vicky and I were That's just, why I was shocked. We were talking and we're like, why don't we just keep doing more shows? Yeah, there wasn't enough Ben-related content, I felt. But you wanted to know about... I went to Macklemore concert last night. Yeah, I wanted to hear the Macklemore uh, roundup. The review. Mm. So basically, my sister I'm got me... I it was Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. It was. Okay, um, I don't really know the difference. And right, you would be not to know. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I don't know who's who well, in that trio. Kirsty got me. My sister. <laughs> Duo, Kirstie, damn. Kirsty got me tickets for my birthday um, recently. Right. And I think like I had so many things booked for the end of the year that I kind of just assumed that Macklemore this was, was around that time. Yeah, and lumped them all in together. And then she messaged me during the week. It's like, oh, I'm so excited for Macklemore on Friday. I'm like, Friday. Like, I think you'd must... be like looking forward to Macklemore. You're like, I guess so. Just... <laughs> yeah. Don't get too excited. We've yeah. still got a while. Like, no, she's she's like Friday. I'm like, yeah, some Friday in November, surely. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, I checked the calendar. I'm like, holy shit, it's in two days. Wow. And like, I like to know all the songs. So you can say forever that Macklemore snuck up on you. 
is, is that a reference that I'm not getting? No. Um, just, it's kind of cool. I felt like maybe snuck up on you as like his... Hit. Catchphrase? <laughs> yeah. No, That's like, just kind of cool that a pop star sneaks up on you? Yeah. Uh, no, he, he did not sneak up on oh. me. Oh, like several episodes ago, we talked about have I ever like hit a celebrity? <laughs> okay. And I did, I thought of one during the week because like we talked about my sister punching Will Anderson, right, my yeah. mum like bumping into Gary Sweet, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend uh, bumping into Rove. Yeah. Like physically, yeah. by the way. Right. Yeah. And I, I realized I'd, I had bumped into from Survivor, Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> and while you're in the States. No, he was here for a convention. Oh, even weirder. Yeah, I was. We'll, so get, we'll get back to Macklemore. So. Walked into him. Yeah, so like I was at like one of these Comic Con type things right. a few years ago, and him and Jerry. She was like from the second season of mm-hmm. Survivor. I remember Jerry. And he was maybe like you know somewhere in the middle, like season eight or so. I remember. I will tell his story very quickly. But Jerry comes to mind because I had a friend in high school who had a sister who sounded just like her on the phone. <laughs> so to decide so we could um, tell exactly who it was, the password would be, who do we hate in Survivor? Oh, Answer, okay. Jerry. I thought, <laughs> I thought you meant she, your sister, your friend's sister sounded like Jerry from Survivor. No, you um, weird. Like she had like a voice doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, no, the two sisters sounded alike. So the secret password to know you're talking to the real friend <laughs> would be who do we both hate in Survivor? Was and your friend's sister, was Jerry. Was your friend's sister posing as her own sister to like get gossip or something? Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, she, she was like on the Australian Outback. Right, yes. And... Also, I hated her in high school, I guess. I can't really remember why. Yeah, no, she was like definitely the villain of okay. the season. And yeah, Johnny Fairplay was the other villain. He was his, known for his big move um, for claiming that his grandma was dead. Ah, oh, yeah. So using, he needed the like... Like basically he got everyone else to throw a challenge. Yeah. To um, give so him time with like his, his friend. Yeah. Like, they, you know, usually towards the end of the season. Like their they loved the, ones come. Right. And so his friend kind of came and fake told him his grandma was dead. Yeah. And he like, you know, shed some crocodile tears and got everyone to basically lose the challenge so he could talk to this guy about his dead grandma and, you know, use that to his advantage. Right. And so uh, I ran into like, I was just walking around the convention floor and I ran into this guy in like this crazy yellow and pink, like fluoro jacket. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's that guy? Like some people like, you know, they're always like cosplaying as stuff. Right. I'm like, what's that what's guy dressed, dressed up as? as? And then later on, I saw him and Jerry were doing a panel and it was like, it was, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, jacket. it's Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> he does like to stand out. Yeah. He wasn't cosplaying as anyone. It was just being this. He was just out- wearing a jacket. Right. Amazing. So I'm glad that I'm uh, not the only one in my family who hasn't like physically <laughs> <laughs> assaulted a celebrity. But yeah, so my sister mentioned, she's like, oh, Macklemore is coming up on Friday. I'm like, crap. I, I like to know all the music that these artists are going to perform. Right. And so that takes a few days of solid listening. Right. So I I knew like all the big songs, but, you know, I want to listen to the whole album. I maybe mm-hmm. heard their first album once. Right. But I hadn't heard the new one and um, I wanted to like, you know, get a refresh. Mm-hmm. So the last two days I've just been pounding <laughs> Macklemore 24-7. And to inform you of the difference, like mm-hmm. he had an album out, I think it's like 2006, that was yes. just like his solo stuff. Okay. And then... Um, I guess it was like, you know, semi-successful, but he kind of only broke through when he teamed up with Ryan, Ryan Lewis. Lewis. And so the last two albums have been like the, both of them. Yeah. But Ryan Lewis, it seems to be the producer and 
he was like on the decks or something at, okay. the, at the gig, but Michael Moore was the guy like rapping out front. Right. Okay. And it was a good show, but like if you ever listen, have you listened to one of their albums like all the way through? I don't think so. No. It's like a very weird combination of songs like um, Thrift Shop, which is all about like, you know, buying some yeah right it's like a joke song basically yeah like almost. getting a bargain at a thrift store right because the other one's about like motor motorbikes not yeah. even mopeds yeah they've got another similar song that's about buying negotiating a moped. for mopeds yeah so there's a lot of songs about like buying weird shit or food right like the new single is like brad pitt's cousin so it's like kind of like just what? yeah <laughs> what's that about what life is like if you're brad pitt's cousin basically <laughs> So they're like, yeah, I've got like novelty kind of songs. Yes, mostly I would say 90%, but then there's 10% meaningful. No, like if you listen to the album, it's kind of like a weird 50-50 split. Really? You got Downtown and then you got Same Love, which is all about like, it's okay to be gay. Right. And then you got other songs that are about like uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and then there's one about like what he wants his kid to grow up to be like. Yeah, so... Like, I like both styles, <laughs> but it's just like a very, like, there's it's quite the divide me there. around here. Yeah. So they, so, is it literally 50%, the first 50% jokes, the second 50% serious? No, That'd be great. It's, it's almost like every other song. <laughs> like, I really have to reposition my frame of mind here. So I was talking to my sister about this song, Wings. Like, I just was listening to the album and this one song stood out to me. Mm-hmm. So I sent her a text and, like, Officially, this is their best song. Wow, and cool. Yeah, well, it's not like a single or anything. Mm-hmm. And I like when you go to the concert, you're like, this is my favorite song. Right. And then it's obviously like a crowd favorite. Yeah. And you're like, yes, you're like, yes I was right. It's <laughs> like, a great this song. is obviously a good track. Yeah. Um, it's weird that like it's not People a single. People booed when they played it? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'd say probably the third biggest song of the night. Wow. Like, so obviously Thrift Store went off. Downtown went off? Downtown was big. I'd say it's bigger than downtown. I'd say like that one, the ceiling can't hold us. Is that one of theirs? Yeah. That's, Where do we go back? That was that, that was the, the biggest one. That we find. Yeah, maybe like that then. Is that theirs? Yeah. Good track. So, well, yeah, we went that, ceiling can't hold us, thrift shop, and then wings. Wow. So like bigger than yeah. downtown, bigger than dance off. Like, dance like, off is spooky. I can't <laughs> listen to that at night. Do you find that song scary? Uh, like no. when the guys like yelling get on the floor I'm like did they get that from a bank robbery <laughs> seriously it's like get on the floor I'm like that does not motivate me to dance I'm literally going to hit the deck that wasn't my um, thought back okay. I can see what you're saying it's yeah. like a very like Vincent Price-esque uh, style like voiceover <laughs> it's scary yeah. and then there's like scary chords it's like Dracula chords <laughs> but I was like talking you felt to my vindicated yeah well, your wings definitely off. but I was talking to my sister about that and I'm like it's cool and it's you know, the song about someone buying sneakers, basically. Is it? <laughs> and, Is it? Well, like, it's all about uh, a kid with Nikes. And right. he's saying, like, that these shoes are going to give him wings. Oh, I do know this song. And, uh, like, you know, he can do anything when you've got these, yeah, like, sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's I do know this song. His, like, aspiration. Right. And she, like, looked at me horrified, like, that's the song about a kid with his dead brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... There's like a line about his brother being yeah, dead. Mostly, it's, yeah, it's mostly it's about the sneakers, sneakers. right? <laughs> and so, but it's like it's the problem with having these like two dichotomies between like your goofy 
you know, thrift shop songs and your like well, black power know. songs. Is this meaningful or goofy? Yeah. <laughs> so everyone have a listen to Wings and like pick a side because All right, I'll I, listen to it. I think it's mostly about buying and owning Nike <laughs> Air Jordans. And when I'll point this out at the concert, the imagery uh, behind them, yeah. there was the big Nike swoosh. But I thought it was like, I've heard it maybe once or something. Yeah. I thought it was like just about like looking up to someone and dreaming it might be <laughs> <laughs> if i get those sneakers i'll be like i could lift myself out of my situation like michael jordan did i got the impression that like he's he has the sneakers like this was an aspiration that he achieved yes and now it's kind of a, a metaphor for like achieving your goals right especially. no i felt like like by buying those he's like i've i've made it you know oh. this is me I've, I've made it right well, either way, Kirsty did not take away that message. No, right. She got well, stuck on the dead brother thing. I which, don't remember Like I, I, I heard the song once. I haven't so. listened to it again since we had this discussion. Maybe if I like listen, I'll be like, oh, my brother's dead and I'll never see him again. And then I bought some shoes, but my brother's still dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well. Shoes won't bring him back. Yeah. No, I thought it was like, yeah, just like having that dream. Like, and now that he's got these sneakers, he believes that he can like rise above where he's come from either way good song and pro tip for anyone i don't remember it that well so don't take my analysis <laughs> and i've only been like listening to it for like two days so <laughs> it could still have layers that i've yet yeah. to unwrap but here's my takeaway takeaway if you're a musician and you've mm. got like a good song and mm. you want to make it better just add a chorus like of children to the to you know to the chorus it's not to make it better i think it's going to make more people get a tear in their eye but any song if you've got a choir of kids yeah. in it it's now a great song yeah it's a hit yeah <laughs> no one hates a choir of children no no way i kind of wish like when we i did- was going to say sorry to make a song a hit i feel like in the last year just put like hey in it somewhere you feel like there's a lot of um like one syllable catchphrases going around. No, this is the one that like there is, but like you know, like that song where it's like "Hey, ho." No. I think that's anyway. the Mexican hat dance. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it popular? <laughs> All right, what were you gonna say? Uh, I can't remember. But the other thing I wanted to say about the Macklemore concert is we were in the seats, mm-hmm. not like general oh, admission. That's a Jane. That's a Jane. That's a Jane. <laughs> Blaine Jane move. That's no, a shame. No, it's fine. It was fine. But, oh, okay. Um, I like to dance. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. But he made the crowd all get up on when their feet. When he said, get on the floor, you're like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> there was one point where at the very end of the show, he was kind of doing the credits, basically. <laughs> yeah. And he invited like Ryan Lewis to the front of the stage. And yeah. it's like, yeah, this is my boy, Ryan Lewis. And then he invited this one other guy that was like playing trumpet and stuff during the show. Mm-hmm. And he kind of did like, I guess, what is this guy's signature dance move? Okay. And he's like, everyone do it. And he kind of like jumps forward, like jumps sideways about three steps. Oh, and like no one does it. And he's like, yeah, that didn't really work very well. There's too many people here. Like it was just, we were all like packed in like sardines. You can't, it's he's like, like too... can't really jump nah. three steps to the right. We'd all be dead. We'd all have to synchronize in perfect yeah. unison. But yeah, so like he, he did at the start of the show, he's like, everyone came here to have a good time. I'm all asking you to all stand up. Like, okay. Even if you're in the seats. Cause I, I agree with him. Like sometimes you go to these shows and you really want to stand up, but you can't, but because then you're like blocking, blocking the person people, behind right. you. You need everyone to kind of be on the same page here. And so I, I appreciate that. Appreciate that he did that. You know, we were like pretty far back. Mm-hmm. So a few people start to sit down, um, you know, towards the second half of the show. Right. It's just like, I'll sit down for like a little breather. And then when, you know, one of the big songs comes on, they'll get back up again. Yeah. The thing that got everyone to stand up at once, 
he threw a cookie from one side of the <laughs> arena to the other. <laughs> so everyone wanted to catch the cookie. There was like, he, he pointed to a guy in the audience. Mm-hmm. He's like that guy in the blue shirt in the aisle that's like standing up. I'm going to throw it from the stage to that guy on the steps. Right. And that's like, I'd say like a good 60 meters. Okay. He backed himself. Yeah. Thinks he's got a good arm. Great. And I like confidence. Everyone's like, we got to see this. <laughs> this is <laughs> the moment we're standing it. for. <laughs> Did he get it? It's so, yeah, it was like actually quite an amazing throw. <laughs> he didn't like get the guy. He got a guy maybe like two meters to his left. Wow. And then that guy like gave it to the other guy. Gee, that's not bad. Why did that guy need a cookie? He was just giving out cookies to the front row. Like I said, like some of their songs are about food and shit. Like a lot of just, their songs are about... Just a weird about... guy to pick out, that's all. Well, like I guess he was uh, kind of in the area that oh, he was, like, was throwing to. was he visibly to. blue? Like... Yeah, like he, he had the, uh, like a notable t-shirt. Like right, you can say okay. like the guy in blue, you know, like the guy with the funny hat or something. Yeah. Like you, so he, he knew who we were talking about yeah. and the cameraman can like point to him and stuff. Um, so... Yeah, I guess it just there was. It's not like that guy was anything special, but wow. he just happened to be That's in the right spot harsh. at the right time. <laughs> I mean, he probably had dreams <laughs> and goals that he might have accomplished. Yeah, that's. I'm just saying, don't run him off so fast. But yeah, it was a good show. But it was like, I was impressed by the throat. I'm like, I, I, you know, he he talked a lot of shit during the set. Mm-hmm. Like he comes on and he's like talking about how he almost didn't get into Australia, and then uh, he's like, it's, you know, I got taken into the back room. And then the security agent told me, it's not something that you've done. It's one of your family members. What have they done? What? He's like, well, which family member? He's like, Brad Pitt's cousin. And then they like go into Brad Pitt's cousin. <laughs> and so like every between like, you know, every like 10 minutes, he would do one of these like elaborate stories. Right. That, and then it was like all made up. To yeah. Lead complete into bullshit. Song. That's pretty funny. But like he started talking about like his daughter's first words. Right. And like, so as like after the first one, you're like, I'm going to get it. it was, her first words were thrift shop, right? No, it was downtown. Definitely her first words were downtown. But I think like a lot of people were still buying it. Like he's lied to you five times right now. Like, Why are you going with his, this? Yeah, his daughter clearly didn't say her first words today. It's uh, just an intro to the what song. What was it? Uh, it was thrift shop. It was thrift shop. Yeah. It was, it was a good show. It was it a good sounds show. good. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you're asking about, yeah, we went you've to see, had a big week. You've seen Neon Demon. Yeah, we went to the film festival. And by we, I mean I. <laughs> and. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of movies Look, this week. we went. Okay, that's true. Once. We, Again, tonight. Right. Um, the film festival is on. People are going. One of those <laughs> Where people. Where two of those people? Yeah. But I saw Neon Demon, which you did not see. I did not see So that, Vicky no. was asking me off air what I thought of it. I loved it. Yeah. So this is the new movie by Nicholas Winding Refn, who did Drive. Yes. Um, which that's like one of those movies that I liked so much that it's like, all right, for the rest of my life, whatever this guy makes, I'm, gonna be watching. I'm, I'm in. I feel like that with Wes Anderson, but okay. Uh, yeah, same kind of deal. But uh, I told like my roommate Julian that mm-hmm. I was going to this movie, and he was like, "Oh, it wasn't getting like that good reviews." Mm-hmm. And same thing like one of the girls at work I was talking about, and she was like, "Oh yeah, my sister's seeing it, but like I don't think it's doing that well." And so I, I didn't have like high expectations because right. I saw his last movie, and I wasn't like that into that one either. Uh, but like the trailer for this one looked cool, and I went and I was like, "This is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I, I love wow. this movie." But I totally understand why people... Why everyone's gone off it. Yeah. Like, this is a very divisive film. Well, you said it was so dark you'll remember it for the rest of your life. Yeah, there's a couple... It's, like, going to give you flashbacks. There is a couple of scenes, like, two or three moments in this film that if you talk to someone who's seen this movie... Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, that's that movie. Right. Okay, yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of... So it's, like, like, naked Mark Wahlberg. 
of Studio 54. Uh, of uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, sorry. Yeah. I feel like that's the moment of Boogie Nights that everyone knows. Yes, correct. But there's like several of these moments and it takes a lot to shock me. Like I've seen a lot <laughs> in my 29 years. You haven't. You've seen a lot in films in your 29 Still years. Still count. <laughs> these eyes have seen things, yeah. whether it's in front of me <laughs> in real life or in front of me on a screen. Right. So I'm kind of like desensitized. I like my jaw was literally like wide wow. open for like several minutes during this movie. Wow. And there was a girl behind me at one point. There's like, you know, one of these crazy. Vomiting. She was like just saying like, no, please don't, please don't, please don't. And then this what thing happens happened? on screen. She's like, she did it. She did it. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's, it's mental. Traumatizing. Yeah. So I like, I have a hard time recommending it to anyone because i started like my sister she's if you're like, okay with trauma right she i was talking to kirsty before the concert last night and um she's like oh i'm not gonna see it just like tell me what happens yeah you're like i don't even want to tell you oh, well i started describing like a couple of these moments in the film and she basically like had to get me to stop because wow. she was like about to throw up i or really want to hear this it's like me telling that spider story all right well so i can tell i'll tell you like a moment if you All right, want. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But spoiler alert. So switch alert, off now like, if you're going to see it. If, yeah. If you're going to see Neon Demon, which I recommend as long as you're not like, if, if you like, if you like crazy out there right. fucking if shit. Requiem of a Dream is your favorite film. But not even that. Like Requiem for a Dream is like a depressing film that I never want to see again. <laughs> but it was like, it was excellent. Yeah. I'd like, I'd see Neon Demon again. Oh, like this is. See if you can sit through it. <laughs> right. It's just like the film looks awesome. It's got like a really good cast and. Because uh, I found it Only God Forgives intense. Yeah, so the Only God Forgives was his last movie. And that was intense for it, me. It was like, yeah, but like I remember it being less palatable. Like I, it I was just. gory as heck. Yeah, I remember it being bloody and I remember being a lot of like foreign dialogue. It was bloody I, and like no one was the hero, just everyone was an awful person. Yeah, right. Well, like nothing in that movie really, like I can't point out. Like, I don't remember enough about that movie. Okay, I remember something that's disemboweled. Okay. That sticks out. Oh, uh, yeah, that, I remembered that now. So, like, there's a similar level of gore to this one. Ugh. But, like, none of those scenes in Only God Forgives, when someone's like, that's say the name of the movie, that, like, that doesn't what, immediately jump right. to mind. There's, like, a couple of moments in this film that immediately jump to mind. But, yeah, I reckon go see it if that sounds like your kind of thing. I'm not seeing it because I couldn't stand Only God Forgives. Right. But there, yeah, this, I'm talking about a movie that really isn't out yet. Yeah. So I don't want to spoil it for people who are interested. So basically, this this is going to be the end of the episode. So now switch off and or don't listen to the rest. Yeah. If you'd like. Don't to listen see it. to the rest until you've seen it. This is what happens. Okay. Should we give people a few seconds to switch off? I think they've had enough time. Okay. Jenna Malone plays a makeup artist. I don't know who that is, but okay. She was in like Hunger Games, and you'd recognize her if you see her. Yeah, probably. She's like a young. Uh, female actress and she kind of plays weirdos a lot of the time okay outcasts i guess <laughs> and she played wilson <laughs> in, in outcast is that outcast castaway, castaway. <laughs> we should write a film outcast away i think there's a tv show called outcasts if i if no, i could outcast away where yeah. outcasts are stuck on that <laughs> so she plays like a makeup artist Elle fanning plays like a model she's like a 16 year old girl mm-hmm. her parents are dead she mm. comes to Hollywood and she like is trying to make it big. Okay. And so Jenna Malone's kind of like looking out for her because right. she knows that this is the industry that's going to like take it advantage alive. of her. Yeah. And so the whole thing is like, Elle Fanning's like really naive, 
but attractive. Okay. Like she's got this weird confidence to her. So as soon as she walks into the room, people like just take notice. Her, yeah. Whereas these like professional models who have been in the industry for years. Just don't are, have that. Yeah. Like they're doing the catwalk and you know, they're doing exactly what they should be, but people are just, you know, not paying attention to them because right. they've seen that thing a million times before. Yeah. This girl's got something got else. It. She's the, right. yeah, the X factor. Right. So Jenna Malone is a makeup artist on set. Mm-hmm. But then you find out like for her day job, she's one of those people that does the makeup for corpses. Oh, like right. Okay. Six yeah, feet yeah, under yeah. style. When they're getting like a live showing, you have to kind of make them look live and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's like a bit. Bit cracked. Yeah. She's a bit weird. So I'll skip forward a bit. Her, Elle Fanning's character, I can't remember her name. Sure. She's uh, living in like this motel, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, her landlord is Keanu Reeves, or like the owner of the motel is Keanu Reeves. Yep. And he's like a bit of a psycho. Oh. So she runs away and goes to this makeup artist for help. Mm-hmm. And so she moves in with her. Yep. And then Demoline comes onto Elle Fang. Right. Like she makes an advance because yeah. she thinks basically like that's what she wants. Oh, okay. She's like, that's why you've come here. Yeah. And she rejects her advances. And then now she's got it out for her. Oh. And so, like, you see, like, like the first moment where my jaw dropped was she's at work at this uh, morgue. Oh, my God, no. And she basically is, like, all turned on from living with Elle Fanning. Oh, no. That she has sex with a corpse. <laughs> wow. And it's like, I don't need to see that. It's like that scene from Cruel Intentions oh. where, you know, how, like, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair kiss. Yeah. And there's, like, this saliva that, like, links their oh. lips. But it's like one of those people with a dead body. Oh, wow. And she's like sticking her like tongue in her mouth. And it's like pretty, pretty graphic. Wow. It's another, it's a female corpse. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was like one of those moments where the whole audience is like, what the fuck? Oh. And then. Yeah, I don't need to see this. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, I'm all right. Her and um, these two other rival models team up. So it's like they're. All against c- L, right? And so at one point in the film, like L gets a modeling like catwalk gig that one of these other girls doesn't get. So in a huff, like this other girl goes off and like throws something at a mirror and like shatters the mirror. Mm. And L comes into the bathroom to like con- you know you know just in- she goes into the bathroom and sees this girl sobbing, so she tries to console her. Yeah. And she cuts her with the like a piece of the mirror and like starts licking her. Uh, like wound to like basically absorb like this like it factor yeah. wow and so like this girl's like obviously a bit of a crazy. crazy chick as well so she like runs off and so she teams up with like one of these other girls and the makeup artist and they kill her really to like you know cause eat her to get her it factor bam oh my god so the end of the film is them eating her like you don't see it you see them like uh, push her off a diving board on like an empty pool and it's like she like cracks her head open and oh it's like just dead and then the next scene uh, one of these models is like bored at a photo shoot and yeah. she's just there to support her friend and uh, the photographer like notices her mm-hmm. and one of the, she's talking to one of the other girls at the shoot and she's like have you ever had a girl that got a job that you were going for and she's like yeah it's like well what do you do about it and she's like i ate her and like the audience like is kind of like unsure whether she's just joking or if that's actually what the fuck happened after this previous scene and so the photographer notices her 
he's like, hey, um, have you ever done any modeling? Can you be one of my girls today? And she's like, okay. Oh, my god. And so, like, that it factor. Has, like, transferred yeah, to her. Because she, she ate this other chick. Oh, my gosh. And the other girl on the shoot is the other girl that ate her. And she starts, like, getting sick and throwing up in front of the camera. So she, like, runs off. And the other girl follows to see if she's all right. Yeah. And she's, like, like dead in the face, basically. Like, she's just, like, completely numb. Yeah. The girl that is not throwing up. Yeah. And the girl uh, that's, like, sick is, like, on the ground. She just says, I need to get her out of me. <sighs> and so that's the moment where you're, like, oh, my God, they actually did eat her. And maybe in a similar, you know, only God forgives type moment. Right. She, like, stabs herself in the stomach and she like throws up an eyeball oh my goodness yeah and this is the point where the girl behind me was like don't do it she's not gonna do it she's please don't she's like please don't eat it please don't eat it please don't eat it no the other girl the other girl picks it up and eats the eyeball oh that's the end of the movie (laughs) and i was like just this whole time i was like holy shit i can't believe that this is happening i was like my mind was like being blown it's fucking mental but i loved it because i'm like how how often do you see any of this on screen (laughs) this is like when you read that script you're like you produce that yeah you're like oh yeah okay i'll give you like four million dollars to make this movie where these girls eat each other and have sex of corpses sure why not wow yeah i don't need to see that yeah i feel like a lot of people have your reaction and you can understand why people are like no <laughs> but i give it two thumbs up the, uh, the most thumbs up you can give. there you go but yeah i i feel like i i kind of excitedly was telling a girl at work about it yeah i'm like i don't want to spoil it for you and she's like i gotta go see it and then i told my sister about it and she was almost like i gotta not Never hear the end of this of conversation this yeah i'm like hmm, maybe i should go warn the other girl <laughs> i may have got her like she's gonna go see it and she's like ben's, ben's a psychopath yeah that's like what she's gonna get from that yeah if you're telling people that's your favorite film they're gonna start thinking you're cr- like killer yeah probably but anyway if you like uh fucked up shit go see <laughs> the neon demon so that's Ben's wrap-up of the week's events. Yeah, there's my review of Macklemore and my review of Girls Eating Girls. Insane ramblings.